get back to the Lions draft class. Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider when it comes to the Lions in the NFL. He is standing by in the roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Can I offer something on college football, just listening to you and then at the transfer portal and all this? Huge. And it's something that Duffy Doherty said years and years ago. He said there are three kinds of, of football, college, pro, and amateur, and there's a difference. That was, what, 50 years ago, and there still is a difference between college, pro, and amateur. Yeah, and there is, and, and it's it's like I'm saying that give them a, here's your week, you can go, uh, you can't go re-recruit, you can't go do visits, you, you already did that, if you're going to transfer, you got maybe a 10-day period and, and go and do it, because it's not good for the schools, it's not good, well, the kid's in control, but it's just not. And I get the transfer portal. I get NIO money. I get coaches the freedom to move. I'm not debating that. But guys, you know, dragging it out for two or three months is ridiculous. Well, I don't follow it as core college football in that regard as closely as you do. But it's it, just something about it that just doesn't seem right. Now, whatever that is, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, something that is right, what the Lions are doing right now, and their ascension to the you know top four. In the NFC with the Eagles, Niners, maybe Cowboys uh, in that group, uh, their draft class, how they addressed every need. How I was going through with Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire yesterday in studio. Uh, I think every every pick's going to make the roster. Uh, you're looking at what Holmes and Campbell and the culture and what they're doing. And when you get JMO back from the six game gambling suspension, and you got Gibbs and guys with sub four four forties and home run threats that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Michael, uh, and Hooker to be a, a project, which, you know, a third rounder, it's not end of the world if it doesn't pan out. But I just go down the list and what they added from this draft class to help them this fall. Amazing work by Holmes, his staff, Campbell, and the coaches. No, absolutely. I would agree with that. One thing about Hooker, you know, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, uh, that, uh, that they that they drafted. Look, when you call him a project, you're exactly right to some degree. But you know, it's injury related. You know, he's hurt his knee late late in this this last season here, and who knows exactly when he's going to be ready to play. But in the meantime, you now he can learn as much as he can learn. He can practice as much as he can practice. You know, whatever he's allowed to do or whatever his body allows him to do. And he's a player for you know he's a player for down the road. And if he develops, fine. If he doesn't, Flames really haven't lost anything except. A, you know, a second or third round draft pick who's the fifth draft pick in this in this this year. So I thought it was for the Lions. I thought it was a, a good move, and I think it's a good move for the for the young man too. What was your favorite pick that you you watched this pick and you said, okay, this guy's going to help the Lions win games this fall? Who and there might be multiple names we'll get to, but who was the first one that the Lions selected? And Michael Harris said, I like this. Uh, Brian Banch, no, uh, no, no doubt. It, he's the uh, sort of an all-purpose defensive back for for Alabama. He plays safety. He plays cornerback. He plays uh, uh, he plays a uh, uh, nickel. He, he he really does everything. And the thing about him is he does it well, and he likes to do it. He'll play wherever you want him to play. And I just thought, you know, once he got he got through the first round, and I really kind of projected him around. 
18 or 19 or 20 or something like that. I don't remember exactly now right off the, off the bat, but somewhere in there. And a lot of mock drafts, not that they're, you know, not that we're in, not that, the, you know, we don't make mistakes, not that they don't go a different way than we project them. But I saw a, a number that, that really rated him as, as the 18th prospect in this year's draft, and I think he's going to help the Lions. I think if he, if he doesn't help him on defense immediately, he'll help him on special teams immediately. He's just a really, really good, smart ball player. He really is. You know, I saw some, you know, and everyone has their analytics and their rankings, but since 2015, that would be eight years, that Bijan Robinson was rated number two of college running backs drafted into the NFL, and Gibbs was ranked number four. That's from, you know, that's Saquon. That's all the running backs you've seen since 2015 drafted into the NFL. And I agree with that. I really, I I love the pick of Gibbs. I love it from uh, the passing game, the speed game, uh, the rushing game, the ability to have a home run threat in the backfield. And also he can flex out uh, just a fantastic pick. Yeah, and I never quite understood it. What are these like unknown rules or unwritten rules of baseball and unwritten rules of of, of, uh, of football that you can't you don't you don't draft a, run, a running back in the first round? I, I never understood that. Draft one when you want to. Draft them when you think you need one. Why wait? I heard Mel Mel uh, Mel Pfeiffer the other day. I think it was yesterday. Or I thought you were going to call him another word there with that F. You were starting. Uh, with that. <laughs> I, Sometimes I get the stutters. Okay. Yeah, no, I was ready to go. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to hit the dumb button on that one. <laughs> you just wanted to know what it was going to be, didn't? You? No, it's Mel. You know, it's it's all these draft analysts that say that. I I I believe drafting every position like the lions did the lions were perfect i thought the eagles were perfect on it uh, is that you drafted based on what is the most pressing need of your team yeah, but the boy was about to but I, before i stopped stuttering what i was trying to get out was kuiper had said well the lions could have had him in the second round how do you know that how do you know that he was going to be available in the second round if he was drafted 12th overall by the Detroit Lions. What, how do you know this, Mr. Kuyper, that he would have survived another 25 or 30 you know, um, picks before he got drafted? But I, I, don't, I don't quite get that. I really don't. I don't understand it, and I don't believe it. You know, to me, when, when I look at it, where the analysts get upset is because they marked a guy here, they projected him here, sure. and when they're not right, they have the platform, TV, radio, Twitter, all all the social networks, they complain. You know, it's, it's like the Jack Campbell pick, okay? Buckus Award winner, which the best linebacker in college football. And the Lions pick at 18. And you look at him, he's going to stuff the run, stuff the middle. He, he has the ability to cover. Uh, he is going to be, bar an injury, a guy who could be there a long time. Not as fast as an early locker, but he's a, that type that could be there. He's like Spillman with some wheels and more size. And again, just a need, just a need, a culture fit, uh, the huddle, uh, a tough drive you have to stop. All these things that come into play that aren't measured at a combine, aren't measured on pro day, and aren't measured when the draft is taking place in Kansas City, Vegas, or Nashville. Well, one thing about Iowa players, and I don't care what sport it is, it could be wrestling, it could be football, it could be baseball, it could be basketball. Generally, you're going to get guys who are who love the game, and you get guys who are who are uh, fundamentally sound, and they're going to they're not going to break down 
mentally, they're not going to break down physically when it going gets tough. And, and Jack uh, Campbell is exactly that. Now, I did not think he would go in the, in the first round. I really didn't. But looking at him, there's absolutely no reason why he wouldn't either. I mean, at 18, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the first round, that was a good pick for the Detroit Lions. And everything you hear about him, that it's just an absolute pristine pick for the Detroit Lions. And I don't know if he just said this just a minute. I didn't quite hear, hear it clearly, but he reminds me of Chris Spielman, drafted with the first pick of the second round in 1988. And Chris, and with more speed than Chris, and some more size uh, than Chris, that fits uh, the modern game. Uh, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider. When it comes to Lions and the National Football League, joining us on the Roast Umber uh, Coffee guest line. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a team coming together. I'm looking at needs. Uh, I, you know, Hooker, and like we said, uh, the project, uh, you go down uh, the list. I it, it was with free agency, uh, with this draft class, with the 8-2 and two finish, with the mojo this franchise has on and off the field. When I put them in that category of top four in the NFC going into this upcoming season, it's not hyperbole. Well, I saw, I saw Daniel, Dan Orlowski on ESPN. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I forget which one. And he's, he, he put the Detroit Lions next to the Philadelphia Eagles as the top two teams wow. to come out of the uh, – now, I, I think that's what he said. <laughs> he said a lot of things. And I like Daniel a lot, but he's he's been really – Really high on the Detroit Lions of late. He really has. Well, I, mean, I, I kind of slide the Cowboys in there because their defense played really well uh, last year. They do have Dak. They still have weapons at wide receiver. Uh, and they have a great offensive line, so I'm not going to downplay the Cowboys. I, I could see putting them ahead of San Francisco uh, because they have Sam Darnold. And you're asking a lot for Sam Darnold to go make you the best team uh, in the NFC. But... Look at how what was around him made Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy look like a guy that deserved a 10-year, $200 million contract. <laughs> well, I think he'd agree with that. <laughs> right? Well, they, they made him look like a superstar. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what that's coaching. That's preparation. That's called McCaffrey. That's called Samuel. That It's called great O-line. It's called Bosa. It's called your defense. Uh, great coaching staff. That's what it's called. They that, that shows you that you have great people around you. Anybody can look good who has I, some I, skill. I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So uh, I'm asking the audience with our Bushlight huge question of the day. Between the free agent class... Looking at the draft class from this past weekend in Kansas City, Michael, have you upgraded your expectations for the Lions this fall? Or downgraded or just keeping them the same? I kept them the same. I think they're a playoff team. And I think uh, when I say this, I'm not, I mean it, uh, I'm not just saying it to hear myself talk, but I can't. I'm looking forward to week, week 19 of the upcoming season. That'll be week 19, the Detroit Lions playing a home. Mm. A home playoff game at Ford Field. And you know we're going to get... put put week nineteen on your right on your... week nineteen, and and we're going to get the schedule release. It looks like it's going to be. They're saying, I don't think they confirmed it yet. Thursday night, May eleventh. We'll find yeah, out. Nice found, yeah, especially they finally got around to it. My gosh. Well, they were waiting on uh, Rogers to sign in New York, which would increase Jets in prime time, and the same thing with Lamar Jackson with Baltimore. I read a story on why. It took so long this year that they were waiting on some uh, the quarterback carousel to finish up. And the other 30 teams can just wait. 
Yeah, well, you know, Rodgers with the Jets. The Jets are going to be on primetime TV like every other week uh, with Rodgers. Number one TV market, yeah, and you know, Lamar and Odell will be, you know, a TV draw. I, I do have this hope. I don't know if it will happen. Could you imagine if it's the Chiefs and the Lions in the NFL kickoff game? <laughs> well, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> it's a tough way to start, but why not? Well, get them out of the way, right? Yeah. You never know. Michael, thank you so much. You and Tim did a stellar job with free agency and the draft at DetroitLions.com. Keep it up, okay, my man? Okay, well, thanks. I look, Tim does 99% of the work. I provide the wisecracks. Well, I saw Tim talk to Brad Holmes. He has, like, rock stars coming on the podcast. I, did you get a Twitter feed? I just told Superfly yesterday that I saw the Detroit Lions share a story with you with an actual Twitter address, and I'm like, when did O'Hara go on Twitter? I've been on Twitter for a long time, but I really haven't been all that active lately. Okay. Well, that that, that sounds like you're reading a hostage statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It, some of the stuff on Twitter, I just don't care for. Oh, well, I agree. I agree. You know, big events, though, like the draft, it, it's pretty good to uh, peruse Twitter. Mike, I always appreciate the insight on the Lions. Can't wait for this season to hit us. I'm with you.